If you're at a point in your business where you're DIYing your sales page copy for one reason or another, maybe it's budget related, maybe it's personal preference, either way, you need to be aware of mistakes that could cost you your conversions. As someone who writes a lot of sales pages myself, if you don't already know this about me, I'm a website sales page and email campaign copywriter. I personally know how much time and effort goes into writing sales pages and I don't believe in gatekeeping tips that could help you earn more money. The problem is, is that you probably don't know what these mistakes are or if you're making them, which can be really frustrating. Sales pages are already elusive. They're so elusive, right? And you might not be ready to outsource your copy. Like I said, it could be a budget thing, which is perfectly fine, or it could be your personal preference that you just, you know, aren't ready to trust someone else with communicating on behalf of your brand or offer. So with that said, there's a lot riding on your efforts. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through some of the most common sales page copy and sales page strategy mistakes mistakes that I've seen during my career and how to fix them so you can hopefully book more clients and sell more offers. Without further ado, let's dive into some of these mistakes. Howdy, my name's Carson and you're listening to the Just Keep Showing Up podcast, a show created to provide you with juicy, helpful copywriting and marketing tips, as well as inspiring conversations with friends I've met along the way so you can keep showing up to grow your brand and bring your magic to life. Without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. Okay. Mistake number one is that there's no clear sales page flow. Okay, well, listen, I know you might be like, Carson, really, that's what you're leading with is like sales page flow. And while this might not seem like a big deal, it can actually be a deal breaker for your reader's brain. And I'm not just making this up, okay? I'm not just pulling this out of thin air. This is scientific. This is psychological. This is actually one of the first things I learned when I became a story brand guide. If you're familiar with story brand, I became a story brand guide back in 2020. Um, it was a great experience. And we learned how to prioritize writing clear clear copy. Like clarity is everything when it comes to copy because it's very easy to understand. Um, And we actually learn the psychology behind, you know, what confuses people and a flow, not having a clear flow is part of that. Because when your brain sees information, right? When information is presented to you, your brain scans it for anything that will either help you survive or thrive. Anything else is noise. Anything else burns calories um, unnecessarily. And if your brain can't find something that helps you survive or thrive very quickly, it becomes overwhelmed and decides to check out. It's like, okay, I can't find anything here that can help you survive or thrive. So let's move on to the next thing. The next thing usually looks like closing the tab, exiting out, etc. Okay. Which is why you probably hear so often people talk about, okay, on your website, on your sales page, you have to have a very clear and compelling headline that, you know, is easy for your reader to grasp so that they stay on your page because people tend to exit a website or a sales page within like five to eight seconds if they can't figure out why they need to be there. That's why they do that. It's your brain. We have been programmed since the beginning of time. You know, our brain's job is to help us survive and thrive. Okay, in all situations. I know it sounds a little wild, but even when it's looking at a sales page. So 
If your sales page doesn't have a clear flow to it, right? Something that is easy to follow, your brain's like, all right, what are we doing here, okay? Hence the reason why you exit a new website that you know, you've been on after a few seconds of being there if you can't quickly find what you need or don't see how it will benefit you to keep scrolling, all right? Now listen, no one intentionally writes a sales page without wanting to provide a flow, all right? This often happens when there's no clear message to help structure the story or invite your ideal client into one that they're interested in. The mistake, like this mistake can obviously cost you because people need a reason to stay on your page, right? And they need to know why they should be continually like spending their time on this page and learning about your offer. And if there's no clear message that invites them into a story that makes sense to their brain, they might feel overwhelmed and exit the page. Now, the easy way to fix this is by starting with your marketing message before you begin writing your sales page copy, which not a lot of people do. And, and I think, I don't think they're doing it because they're like, bleh, messaging, we hate it here. <laughs> I don't wanna spend time creating messaging. I think they just don't know that like your messaging is crucial. It is like literally the foundation. It is the jumping off point of all copy for your offer. But anyways, I, I can't get on that soapbox right now. So you wanna start with creating a message. There's no flow because there's likely no message created. Um, and you know when you create a message, then you can also start the page with a headline that describes your offer and how it helps. And then you can also clearly um, communicate the problem your client might be experiencing and why your offer um, can provide the solution to that problem and how their life might look like after they engage with your offer and what their life might look like if they decide not to engage with your offer. And you can also easily display a clear process and steps for them to take to engage with it and so on and so forth. I can, you know, keep going here, but for the sake of time, if you're like, okay, Carson, I get it. I need to create a message so that my sale page has a clear flow that makes sense to my reader's brain and they stay on my page, they learn more about my offer and then they engage with it. But how do I do that? All right, I want you to go back to episode, it should be 28, it's the episode right before this, where I talk about you know how I prep for a launch as a professional copywriter and I touch on messaging, I provide some resources, um, you know, I, I linked uh, Donald Miller's book, um, Building a Story Brand, which is the messaging framework I use and it, it just, it, uh, it always helps entrepreneurs and business owners. Like I've never recommended that book and someone been like, wow, I really regret reading that. No, it's like very, it's life-changing if you will, okay? So go back to that episode, um, listen to the section about messaging, which I think is like the second point I make and check the show notes for um, the book link and all that, all that jazz and <clears throat> shameless plug coming up. In my upcoming course, Launch Kit 101, I provide a sales page template with a built-in flow that allows you to plug your message in seamlessly so you don't have to think about creating a flow because the flow is already there. Okay, anyways, on to mistake number two is your headline copy is too cute, clever, or vague, all right? so cute, clever, and vague copy is the enemy of clarity. And like we said earlier, clarity wins every time because people buy what they understand the fastest, all right? So we want all the copy on your sales page to be clear, especially your headlines, because headlines make people stop their scans. Like they, headlines, you know, help people stop scrolling and hone in on the information that might help them make a decision. 
All right, so sales page sections are there to help support people's different decision-making processes. So if they're never stopping to look at a specific section that could help them, then they're just like trying to, they're like, okay, what, which, you know, where in all these paragraphs of copy on this sales page do I need to be looking so I can find what I need to make a decision about it, all right? So if your headlines don't catch people's attention, they'll just scroll up and down the page until they have something to cling to until they decide to give up and leave, all right? Instead, ensure that every section of your sales page has a clear, concise headline. Don't try to make things cute and clever and interesting, all right? Like if you're trying really hard to make something interesting because you just wanna have interesting copy, like I feel that, I feel that you don't wanna have boring, you don't want it to be boring. And honestly, clear strategic copy does not have to be boring. I think when people think, oh, Okay, my headlines need to be clear and strategic and concise, so it has to be boring and businessy. No, that's not what that means at all. But if you're prioritizing being cute, clever, and interesting, you're probably going to wind up confusing people and not really communicating the main point of that headline and the content that it contains. Okay, so for instance, like a headline for a testimonial section is better off just saying testimonials than saying something really super long winded about, you know, I don't know, I can't really think of anything, but like just. If all else fails and you feel like you're trying really hard to be interesting, just be clear and just be simple and just call it what it is, okay? Trust me, just I trust me on that, all right? Okay, the third sales page mistake is there aren't enough CTAs. CTA stands for call to action. All right, so you might have heard of this one before, but I'm bringing it up because it's true, all right? And when I, when I created this episode, I was like, all right, I am going to package up mistakes that people don't often talk about. Um, but you know, because there's just things that I've noticed on sales pages that cause me to exit them. And anytime I have noticed that I've made a note of it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to create an episode about mistakes that can seriously cost people sales, um, because they've cost me from purchasing. Right. And I know this one is probably one that you've heard before, but it is, it's just so worth mentioning because let's just put it this way. All right. I once heard that your call to action buttons are like your offer's cash register, okay? You want to make it as convenient as possible for your ideal clients and customers to check out. You don't want them to stay on that sales page. You want them to be able to find whatever information they need to become interested and confident about purchasing your offer, and then you want them to check out. All right. So the harder you make it for them to take the next step to engage with your offer, the less likely they are to. Okay. Now, this doesn't mean you have to bombard your sales page with CTA buttons. Okay. But I recommend putting one every other section so your reader doesn't have to scroll more than two or three times without an opportunity to check out, to cash out. A CTA copywriting tip. So I know I keep saying CTA, but again, that's call to action. Make the call to action copy aspirational so it's more enticing to click on. So for an example, if we're writing copy for a Reels course that was promoting um, you growing your account to the next 10K, right? The call to action um, button copy could read, read your ne- reach your next 10k now okay like if you can always say like join the course enroll in the course join the mastermind whatever it is like you can definitely have call to action buttons that just you know call it how it is and say what's about to happen or what they need to do and the next step that they need to take but I also recommend switching it up with some aspirational copy as well Um, and just having your call to action button um, remind them of who they might become and the success they might experience after they engage with your offer. Okay, cool. All right, 
Sales page mistake number four. You're only speaking to one or two types of decision makers. All right, I have to really reel myself in here because I have a lot to say about this. I'm very passionate about this, but the main goal of our sales page is to provide our ideal clients with enough information about our offer so they feel supported and informed enough to make a confident decision about it, all right? The thing is, a lot of people create their ideal clients and like for their offer. When you create your offer, you're like, okay, who's my ideal client for this offer? Let me create an ideal client avatar, which I think is all great and good and fine. Like truly I do. I think that's necessary to know who you're selling to. But then what they do after they create that one ideal client avatar is that they assume that all of their ideal clients make purchasing decisions in the same way. Okay, but let's pretend your ideal client has four clones and they all make decisions based on different information because that's what real humans do. Like, okay, if there were four people, okay, let's say I'm your ideal client, right? You have this offer, I'm your ideal client, but then like you also invite three more of your ideal clients in the same room as me and we're all looking at your sales page and we're all reading your sales page. All of us are likely going to rely on different sections of that sales page to support our decision-making process, okay? So for instance, like you, okay, let's say you have four clones of your ideal client avatar. Um, One might be more assertive and they only need to see the facts, figures, and the price to make their decision. They're like, okay, great, love it. That's a a good price for me. I love the facts, I love the figures here. Um, Let's go, where's the checkout button? But then one is more like amiable and friendly and wants to read your story. They wanna know why you created this offer. They wanna vibe with you as an educator and hear about how you've transformed the lives of others through like powerful testimonials. And then maybe one is more expressive and wants to read about the big picture and what their life might look like after they engage with your offer. And then the other one is more analytical AKA me, I'm definitely an analytical decision maker. And they wanna read every detail of your sales page. They're telling everyone else in the room with, or I would tell everyone else in the room with me, you guys go ahead, read the sales page, find what you need, because I need to go last. I need to read that thing from head to toe. I need to scroll up and down. I need to go take a look at other sections that caught my interest two or three more times. And then I'll decide if it's worth the risk that I need to take in order to make a purchase, okay? So as you can see, we all make decisions in different ways. You might even have identified with one of those that I just read. Therefore, we have to speak to all of these different decision makers in our copy in order for them to have the information they need to feel supported and make a decision that feels good for them. In order to do this, we simply need to diversify the copy and content on our sales page. What this means is instead of just displaying the features or details of your offer, expand on the benefits. Instead of having tons of testimonials talking about how great you are as an educator, make sure you have some case studies and results-based testimonials. So we need to speak to different types of decision makers on our sales page. And you know what? A lot of times we write our sales page copy in the way that we make decisions, right? So some I've had clients that are like, oh, Carson, does my sales page copy really need to be long? It makes me feel like I'm trying too hard, which is valid. That's a valid feeling because the way in which that client of mine makes decisions is very assertive. They don't need a lot of information. They need to see very specific parts of a sales page. They need to see the headline. They need to see a, a good testimonial about a transformation, you know, just a result. And then they need to see the price. They only need to see a few things, right? So they don't understand 
why the heck the sales page has to be so long or why their sales page has to be so long when it only takes them a little bit of time to make like a certain amount of information to make a decision, but not everyone is like them. And sometimes we write our sales pages according to the way that we make decisions, similar to the way like we love you know, our, our people the way that we love to receive love, the whole love languages thing. So if like you feel loved by receiving gifts, you probably give gifts. It's the same concept, you know? Okay, so the last sales page mistake that can cost you is that the transformation isn't clear. All right, so having a clear transformation that is easily recognizable is crucial. Again, my dear old friend, he's not really my dear old friend, but like, I'm just considering him a friend being as I've learned so much from him. Um, Donald Miller once said that brands who participate in the transformation of their customer or client win. And I, that's a hill I'm willing to also, I'm willing to die on that hill, okay? Because when your client or customer is on your sales page, they're looking to see if you can help them get from where they are now, aka their current problem, to where they want to be and who they want to become. On the flip side, you don't wanna provide too many transformations, like you don't wanna give them too many possibilities so that there's nothing to cling to or it simply sounds too good to be true. Like if you're like, oh, you can become this and you can become this and your life will look like this and it'll also look like this, it probably won't, okay? Like those are possibilities, like those are possible outcomes. So what I want you to do in that case is maybe jot down all the transformations they, they might be able to experience and then circle or highlight the one that you feel like is most powerful and that your ideal clients um, will are will most relate to not only that but that you feel confident that your offer can provide don't over promise okay so you don't need to make it sound too good to be true because people can tell when the possible transformation can be too good to be true um but it's, you have to feel confident that your offer could provide that transformation you know less someone finishes all the modules in your course or, you know, sees, you know, themselves all the way through your group program and, and all that jazz. Okay. So you want to give a realistic transformation, but you want to make sure that transformation is clear because people are looking to be transformed. They're looking to engage with your offer so they can come out the other side of it different. What does that different look like? That different is your transformation. Okay. So where are they now? Who do they want to be? And can your offer, you know, provide that for them? All right, my friend, that is a wrap on the five sales page mistakes that can damage your conversions, that can cost you sales, all right? So don't forget to check out the show notes um, for any, I might, you know, I'm always, as I'm preparing the episode, I'm always thinking of like any links that can um, best support you um, alongside the episode. So always be sure to check the show notes. And also don't forget to check out um, Launch Kit 101. The wait list is available in the show notes as well if you would like more support when it comes to your um, sales page copy and just your launch assets in general. So until next time, my friend, cheers and chat soon. Well, fancy meeting you here. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you found this episode or the podcast in general helpful, would you do me a quick favor and leave a review? It literally takes less than five minutes and helps others like yourself hear about the show so they can tune in too. My podcast team and I, aka my husband, would be forever grateful and it would just bless all of our work. Cheers and see you in the next episode.